We begin today's Abounding Grace with this exhortation from Pastor Ed Taylor. God can and God will use you no matter what levels of faith you have. Just get up. Get moving. Get back in the game. Get back in the seeking God. Get back to the diligence and the dedication. Just get back in the game. And looking back, isn't God so faithful and true? Isn't he faithful? What about that problem you had 10 years ago? And you're like, what problem? Because we forget about a lot of them. And we look back and go, wait a minute, God is so good, so faithful. God came through. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You When troubles and trials hit, do you resort to panic and worry, as so many do? It's a common response, but there is a better response, as we'll learn today on Abounding Grace. And it's modeled to us by Elisha. He and his servant are surrounded by an army. But Elisha prayed, open our eyes, Lord, to the unseen realm. Today, Pastor Ed Taylor will encourage us to do the same. God can protect you and lead you to victory in any situation you find yourself in. We just need the eyes to see the spiritual realm. Here's Ed in 2 Kings 6. For men and women of God, there is an unseen realm all around us that is just as real as the seen. There is an unseen realm, which is the spiritual, and there is the seen realm that is the physical Unfortunately, the physical gets all our attention and focus. Sometimes too much. Too much time in front of the mirror, too much time planning this, too much, too much time on the physical. You get an email, physical. A phone call, physical. A thought, physical. A reminder. It's all, it's, it's, we live in the physical. And yet, we also live in the spiritual. And it's easy to lose sight of the spiritual because of the physical because of what we're experiencing, because of what's before us, because there's an army coming. It's easy to see the army and forget the spiritual. It's easy to get lost in the realities of life and forget that the realities that we are currently facing is not all that there is in reality. There is a spiritual realm, and we have to train ourselves to be sensitive to see the spiritual. That's really the key to not losing heart and not panicking is to remember the spiritual. Jot this down. Let me read it to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 16. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, that's the physical, our man is perishing, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. That's the spiritual. Now, what gets most of our attention? The physical. It demands our attention. It sometimes it speaks its own language to us with noises and cracks and moans and pains and aches that just get all of our attention. 
And if we're not careful, we'll forget that there's an inward man and an inward woman of you that is not getting worse and worse, but is getting better and better, closer and closer. It's being renewed day by day. He says our light affliction, is that physical or spiritual? It's physical. It's just for a moment. It's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, physical or spiritual? Spiritual. If you start reading the Bible like that, you begin to see that the both realms coexist at the same time. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen, for the things that are temporary. I said that wrong. I got a B. Man, I wanted an A so bad. Here's the last one. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Do you see it all comes together? A, 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 instructor C minus. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 6, it says, so we're always confident that even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we're not at home with the Lord. That's why we live by believing and not seeing. Or in the, old, in the New King James, we live by faith, not by sight. I read to you from the New Living because I like hearing it in a different way to make our minds engage. That's why we live by believing, not by seeing. Love that. Sadly, living as we do in this material world, we get so involved in the physical, material things of life, and that's all we ever see. We lose sight of the spiritual. We lose sight of God. We get so concerned about the opposition that's facing us, the power of the enemy, especially when, when we begin to fight the forces of the world, how hard it is, how hopeless it seems, the wave of the culture, even the wave of the culture of the church, and where are the godly men, and where are the godly women, and where are the godly families raising the next generation? Where are those that are taking a stand for the unborn? Where are those taking a stand for righteousness? Where are those that care more about the Lord than they do about politics? Where are they? And if that's all you focus on, it can discourage you because you don't see everything. You don't know everything. And we're like this servant so many times. Alas, what are we going to do? And we falsely conclude almost every day, oh, there's no way we can withstand them. It's so easy to forget these truths, but they're ours. Listen to this truth. You are of God, little children. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he that is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. We forget that. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What can we say about these wonderful things? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? And since God did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? And we panic and we freak out when we see the enemies when we face our difficulties. And as I learned recently from Pastor Chuck Smith in a Bible study about the faithfulness of God, this will stick with me until heaven. He said, the longer we look at our problem, the bigger it gets. The longer we look at our problem, the bigger it gets. 
so big that I don't even see or feel God anymore. Our problems can become so big that they block out the faithfulness of God in our lives. Why? Because all we've done is think about them and mold them and make them and woe is me and, and we just focus on them and we lose sight of the faithfulness of God. We're like Elisha's servant here. It's over and there's nothing we can do. And so we asked, along with Elisha as he prayed, Oh Lord, would you open our eyes that we might see the spiritual? Would you open our eyes as Elijah prayed, that we, Elisha prayed that our eyes would see what we don't normally see? And I pray that in every situation that we're in, we would not only see the problems around us, but also the solutions. That when the eyes of our servant are open, that we could see the spiritual things going on behind the scenes. That he saw the angels of the Lord were surrounding the Syrians, the horses, the chariots. And this is from a man that was so close to Elisha. This is the man that understood that Elisha knew what was happening in the king of Syria's bedroom. How much confidence would that give you to hang out with a guy that is calling out all the ambushes of the enemy? How would, how would it make you feel to hang out with a guy that always hears from the Lord? It would encourage me. I mean, I'd want to be with that. Hey, what's God doing today? Well, such and such and so and so. And every day he's right. Hey, man, the guy lost his accent over there. Don't worry about it. Where did, he, where did you drop it? And miraculously, it pops up. And yet, so close to a man that's so close to God, so quickly loses heart. Isn't that what happens to you? So close, so strong, and yet so quick to lose heart. They're spiritual. There's a spiritual world all around us. And as we've learned in our studies through Hebrews, the angelic realm is both powerful and numerous. And they are God's servants to serve you. And what does he get to see? These angels. These surrounding power of God of the horses and chariots of fire. The power of God to come and descend upon this place. What a difference it made in his outlook. You know, when we only look at the material things, so often you say, We've had it. But when God opens your eyes and you see the spiritual dimension, it changes completely. It's not like, it's no longer, I've had it. When you see the spiritual realm, you say, you've had it. You're done. Isn't that the case if you were there on the sidelines watching that whole episode go down in the Valley of Elah? And you're like, what are you talking about? Valley of Elah, what are you talking about? Well, in the Valley of Elah, something very important happened. And if you have the opportunity to go to Israel with us, we're going to go right to the Valley of Elah. And in the Valley of Elah is where that great episode happened between a kid and a giant, David and Goliath. And let's just say we bought a ticket to watch it. And it didn't happen in the Valley of Elah, but it happened over in the stadium that has no name off of I-25. We don't know what the name of it is yet. But there's a stadium there, and we all bought a ticket, and that's the show. We know what's going to happen. David the munchkin kid, the kid that's so small you can barely see him, and the giant. And uh, we're not a betting people, but if we were a betting people, we're putting all our money on who? The giant. The giant. Because when you see it, what do you think? When you're only looking at the physical, oh, poor kid. Poor kid. Honey, what do you think? Poor kid. And then there's the chant. Poor kid, poor kid, poor kid. And they know the wave. Poor kid, poor kid. 
Goliath, Goliath. You know, you can see it happening. That's, that's all the physical. That's all the physical. If you didn't know the full story of David and Goliath, and you read it word for word in real time like you're living it, believe me, believe me, you'd be tempted to put your money on Goliath, to put your confidence in Goliath. Because physically, he had all the benefits. Physically, he had everything going for him. Physically, it was going, it, poor kid. And yet, from the spiritual side, that's world's perspective, poor kid. But from God's perspective, it's actually poor giant. You're going to have a serious headache in just a few moments, giant. One that will end your life. You're going to lose your head. You're going to lose the battle. Because it wasn't David against Goliath. It was David and God against Goliath. And when God is with you, who can really prevail against you? And you know what happens? We hear that, and some of you are arguing with me right now. You're saying, Ed, I'll tell you a few things that have prevailed against God. This has happened to me. This is happening to me. This is what I feel right now. This is where I'm at right now. But here's the problem. The wheel's still spinning. The wheel's still spinning. Story's not done. There's still a few pages to be written in your life. You don't know what they are yet, but I can tell you how it's going to end. You're going to be in the presence of Jesus Christ. You're, every victory that you've ever wanted will be yours. Every tear will be wiped away. You're going to enter into the presence of your Lord, and he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. And even as I say that, some of you are arguing with that. You go, I don't think I'm going to hear that. Even Billy Graham died. I know at times I feel like that. I don't know if I'm going to hear it. But I believe that God in his grace is going to say that to every true believer. It's not going to be our merits and our obedience. You're not going to fight to the head of the line. I was more obedient than you, Ed. I know. Go ahead. And then you just, this big wind from God, he blows you right back. Because everybody's in the same boat. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the only reason we would ever be in the presence of Jesus Christ is because of his grace and his mercy and his goodness in our lives. Not because we deserve it. What is it for you? As I teach this Bible study, it's real time in my life. And so perhaps I'm the only one arguing sometimes with the text in my life. But this is real time. I could write down a few things that seem so large and insurmountable in my life that I say, poor Ed. Poor Ed. Odds are against you, man. You're not going to get through this. And yet, that's only the physical. Because the spiritual is, is poor enemy. Poor opposition poor mountain, poor conflict, poor whatever it might be that has come against you. No weapon formed against you shall stand, the Bible says. You will make it through. It's not we've had it, but when your spiritual eyes are open, it's they've had it as the wheel is still spinning. And oh, that we would see the power of God tonight, church the powers that God have made available to us, the resources that are ours in the realm of the Spirit, that we would not settle for the flesh life, that we would not settle for a hybrid Christianity or what we believe to be a hybrid Christianity where it's mostly us and a little bit of God and it's mostly us and we just baptize things with, with scriptures and it's mostly us and we darken the doors of a church every now and again and it's mostly us and we have our presets to K-Love and Grace FM and character, and that's, it's mostly us but sometimes I listen to Christian radio 
You see, God has that little hunger in your life so that you'll go more and you'll go deeper and you'll go farther and you won't live at the low level of the flesh life, but that you will rise above your flesh and live in the Spirit and enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit and enjoy His abiding life and the rest that's promised to you. See, even as the servant Elisha lacked faith here, he was still up early surveying the situation. <laughs> Let's give the boy some credit. Ah, he was scared, but he was up. At least he opened his eyes to see. At least he was checking out what the noise was, looking out for Elisha. I give him an amen for that. I give him props. That's one of the guys I'd like to meet. I want to, hey, dude, what was it like to hang out with Elisha? It looks, as we were reading it, it seems pretty crazy. Oh, you won't believe how crazy it was. And I said, I give you props, bro, for getting up in the morning and checking out who's coming. I know you got scared, but man, I can't tell you how many times I got scared by what I saw or what I heard. What feelings was stirred up by some situation that I have no control over. When will we learn we have no control over any situation? It's the potter fashioning. You're not fashioning me. I'm not fashioning you. You're not a disciple of Ed Taylor. You're a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's the one doing the work in your life. I'm just one of his thumbs or his fingers in your life as he's fashioning you and molding you. And, and God is doing a great work. I'm so grateful he got up because when he got up, he saw the enemies. At least he saw the enemies. At least he cried for help. Many people don't get up. Many people don't even see the enemy. God can and God will use you no matter what levels of faith you have. Just get up. Get moving. Get back in the game. Get back in the seeking God. Get back to the diligence and the dedication. Just get back in the game. And looking back, isn't God so faithful and true? Isn't he faithful? What about that problem you had 10 years ago? And you're like, what problem? Because we forget about a lot of them. And then we look back and go, wait a minute, God is so good. He's so faithful. God came through. Let me show you something. I've been meditating. I've been listening to the same Bible study over and over again. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post this Bible study on social media tonight when I get home. If you want to listen to it. It's a Bible study in 1 Samuel chapter 7. And I'll, I'll put it on when I get home or maybe a little bit later. Turn over to 1 Samuel. It's a Bible study by Pastor Chuck. And it's a topical study on, the, on this Ebenezer stone. And I just, it, it has been so encouraging to me. I just keep going back to it and keep, I probably listened to this study three or four times now. It's just been ministering to my heart in this season of my life. And I want to draw your attention to verse, 1 Samuel, verse, chapter 7, verse 12. And this is, we've studied this, so I've also taught on it too. I wonder if of what I taught was similar to what Pastor Chuck taught, so I'm going to Go back and listen to it myself and see. I, you know, Chuck did such a better job than me, so I know that already. But I wonder what the Lord was speaking to me when I was teaching this text. So, so here he says in verse 12, Samuel took a stone and he set it up between Mizpah and Shen and he called its name, what does your Bible say? Ebenezer. You can circle that word and next to it you can write stone of help. And Ebenezer, it's a stone of help. And he set up a stone there and he said this, thus far the Lord has helped us. Isn't that encouraging? Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So what does Pastor Chuck do? He says, he takes you back and he says, look, all the way up to, the, to this point in the past, God has been faithful, hasn't he? 
And then God has been faithful in the present, hasn't he? And then he ends his third point of the message is, if God has been faithful in the past and God is faithful right now, then understand God hasn't brought you this far just to dump you off and let you go. He's going to take you all the way in. He's going to complete what he started in you. He's going to perfect that which concerns you. And so how do, we get, how do we gain encouragement of what God's doing right now and what's happening in our life right now and whatever the future might be? Well, we look backwards and we go, man, the Lord has brought us thus far. Ebenezer stone. And then you take a few more steps. You go, oh man, the Lord, the stone was intended to be a memorial and a remembrance of the faithfulness of God. We need to start setting up Ebenezer stones in our lives so that we can remember and recall the faithfulness of God, and it will be visual. And the kids will say, what's this stone in the middle of the table? Hey, God has been faithful thus far. He's the God of help, and that's a stone of help, son. Well, why why is our whole living room a stone garden? Why is the couch outside, Dad? Because, son, I just want you to know that God has been faithful up until this point. He's been faithful. And because he's been faithful in the past, and he's faithful now, God has brought us thus far, he's going to be faithful in the future. And so, you want to hang around with guys like Elisha. You want men to speak the truth into your life. You want a guy like Samuel to get a stone and set it there and go, look, every time you see this stone, you remember God has been faithful. Build a house out of him if you have to. Because if we look long enough and far enough, We're going to find that God has been faithful every step of the way. Thanks for joining us today on Abounding Grace. What you just heard is part of our series in 2 Kings, and the message is called, Open Our Eyes, Lord. Hear it again online at calvaryaurora.org. Pastor Ed, today we got a glimpse into the unseen realm in our study of 2 Kings. Can you think of a time in your life where you walked away from a situation with the realization that God and his angels were around you when you needed it? Oh, Larry, I can think back so many times where God's providential protection was upon me, especially times when I wasn't saved. And whether it was almost being hit by a car as a kid when I ran across the street or some horrific, sinful, drunk driving accident that I was in with a few of my friends that none of us should have ever walked away from. Uh, On and on, I can see that protection that providentially God's hand was upon me, most likely using angels, you know, many, many times before I got saved, uh, I put those angels on overtime uh, because I lived a very reckless, destructive life. And I'm so grateful that God took care of me And I'm so grateful that God takes care of you. You're just listening right now, and I want to remind you that God takes care of you. That as you're listening to me right now, and there's breath in your lungs, you are alive by the grace of God. And His grace is enabling you to fulfill His will and His calling upon your life. So embrace it, and thank God for His providential care. Thank Him for His sovereign hand. Thank Him for his uh, great privilege of free will. Thank him for his protective angels. Just take a moment before we head off and finish up the show here to thank God. Just say it out loud in your car. Thank the Lord. Say it out loud. Yeah, maybe your windows are up. Just yell it out. Thank you, Lord. And then tell him what's on your heart. Uh, Tell him what is so enamoring your heart toward him. And I thank the Lord for my life and every moment that I have. 
to serve him and honor him and to make his name known. God bless you. What a good reminder to thank the Lord. We're very thankful for the listeners that come alongside us with financial and or prayerful support. And if you'd like to help us reach people with the love and truth of Christ, please visit calvaryaurora.org or call 877-30-GRACE. And as you give $25 or more today, we'll say thanks by sending you Married and How to Stay That Way by Steve Carr. Whether you're on the brink of divorce, not happy with the way things are going in your marriage, or looking for some tools to help take your relationship to the next level, this book is a must-read. It's written in a counseling style with practical encouragement. And there are group discussion questions at the end of each chapter, so this would work well in a small group Bible study. Call 877-30-GRACE or turn to calvaryaurora.org on the web to make a secure donation. Next time on Abounding Grace, we'll break away from our study in 2 Kings for a brief time in order to bring you a special series from Ed Taylor called Love the Past, Live the Future. Don't miss it. It all starts next Monday. This is amazing grace. This is Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado. 